um, my husband and I, when we were dating, we dated in like high school, we dated in college. And I don't know how, but at some point there became like a Christmas gift competition of like who could get the best Christmas gift for each other. And so one year I was like, quilt, that's gonna like clearly win as the best gift. I'm Amanda. I'm Miranda. And this is Not Your Granny's Nailed it, as always. Very special guest. And I know I say this every time, but my favorite part about doing this podcast is getting to talk to the people that we've met through the quilt community and on Instagram. And this person is no exception. It's Haley Springer of Spring Daisy Stitchery. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you because we've been talking on Instagram for like probably over a year now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just so excited to have a reason to like chat with you in person as in person as life is these days. Um, normally we start out with like hearing how you got into quilting, but I actually just want to start out talking about your dogs. <laughs> yeah, the Corbys. The Corbys. Because they're so cute. And I think your dogs and my dogs share a very like common theme of like, if there's like a single scrap of fabric on the floor, they're like, they're like, oh, a quilt for me. Beautiful. It can be like, like a charm square on the floor. And they're like, oh, a quilt. (laughs) And I love that. (laughs) Arwen really loves quilts. So yesterday um, we had like a sit and sew with like my Nana and my mom and actually an Instagram friend that I had recently met and she came over too. And Arwen hates all new people. Like mm-hmm. not like aggressively hates, but like I'm gonna go hide like two rooms over and lightly growl at you and pretend that I'm scary. And she, this, my Instagram friend was laying out backing to like sew together, and Arwen actually like came over to sit on the backing. She was like, "I don't want to be anywhere near you, but this is too tempting. I will lay on the fabric." I cannot resist. And lately, she's been like, anytime I chain piece, all of a sudden I'll be like, "Why can't I?" make it and then I look down and she's just like laying on top of it and it's becoming a (laughs) yeah I also love every time you post a story that you're traveling with your dogs Arwen's face is like my favorite thing in the entire world she has like the most excited happy face it's so cute (laughs) you always but Satan's always like lounging or like looking out the window majestic like and Arwen's always like like, I don't know, just yeah. being super derpy in the front seat, like looking at us. and It's it my just... favorite thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so cute. All right. Now that we've gotten the quilting corgis out of the way, um, <laughs> I'd love to know just your story and how you got into quilting, because now I, I want to say you're a voracious pattern designer. Like every day, it seems like you're working on a new pattern. <laughs> like every week you're like, I have four new patterns coming out. And that is crazy. So I would just love to share. I feel like I spend a lot of time developing them and then they reach various stages and then I tend to lose interest and I come back to them or I don't. I don't actually have that many out, but I do think the last few months I've really been working on like finishing some things up and trying to find like creative energy again. And I finished some things up and then my creative energy exploded. So right now it is a bit of like exploding of me doing like a bunch of crazy stuff. But how I got into quilting. So <laughs> I feel like this isn't a particularly traditional story, but um, my husband and I, when we were dating, we dated in like high school, we dated in college. And I don't know how, but at some point there became like a Christmas gift competition 
of like who could get the best Christmas gift for each other. And so one year I was like, quilt, that's going to like clearly win as the best gift. And my mom had made like two, not very many quilts, like a few quilts. And so she helped me and like, I didn't know what I was doing and it turned out like, okay, I like didn't even quilt it on the machine. I like wrote, like uh, yarn tied it and managed to like tie it to the carpet. And I had to like, it was a whole big thing. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it it finished and he loved it. Uh, It actually is in quilt retirement because um, forced retirement on my part because he was basically, you know, using it to death. And it was like cheaper Joanne's fabric, which was my first quilt. And like it had polyester batting. And at one point somehow part of the batting got attached to the other part of the batting. And like the whole quilt was like, I don't even know. It's anyway, use nice batting is the moral of this story. But that is the first quilt that I ever made. But I didn't really like get into quilting after that. It was kind of like, yes, my Christmas gift has vanquished, you know, my foe here. And it really wasn't until I finished grad school and I was having problems finding a job in coastal geomorphology in the North Texas area. And so I was unemployed for a few months and I got back into quilting. I was like, you know, that restless unemployed energy and I started quilting again. And then I started working and I just kept quilting. But I love that. Yes. I've never made a quilt where I've had to like hand quilt or hand tie anything. And so I'm always just impressed by people who are like, oh, my first quilt ever. I just like hand tied it together. <laughs> I was on a bit of a deadline because it was supposed to be in time for Christmas. And I came home for Christmas break and I was like, let's make a quilt mom. And I was like, what? (laughs) So we kind of had to, but if you do hand tie it, uh, don't do it on carpet. And if you do make sure you don't catch the carpet and the the tying. That's so funny. I would have left it there. I'd been like, well, this is your new rug. So (laughs) I went to like pick it up and I was like, (laughs) like (laughs) completely attached to the carpet in multiple places. That is so funny. I actually, okay. I've been like hand binding and it was like sitting in my lap and I don't know what I was doing. I think I was like wrestling with like a corner or something and I like pushed it through and it went through my pants. So I like went to pull it up and it was like sewn to my pants. (laughs) So you you know, (laughs) I've never accidentally attached a quilt to myself or my surroundings. So it'll happen eventually it'll happen I'm certain it will it has to um, yeah you're totally right quilts are the best gift we have talked about that before like that's I actually feel sometimes awkward going to baby showers because I'm like sorry grandma that I came with like a better <laughs> gift yeah we're always like everybody I know like just put your presents away they'll open them later like it's fine <laughs> I haven't actually ever brought a quilt to a baby shower. I am young enough that like most of my friends haven't been having kids yet. Mm. And my sister had her kid before I was like quilting. And so I've been like in this weird gap where like, I just don't know anybody who has babies. So I'm not popping out baby quilts or anything. Yeah. Last year and this year for me has been like baby central. Mm. I already have like a handful that I need to make this year, but yeah, it just started for me very recently. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably happen to me at some point soon. Yeah. Just wait. It hasn't started yet. Wait I've thought about like, stockpiling them in the cat and like in the closet, just in case I'm like, okay, I have some like spares made and ready. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. 
I wait until like the week before and then I panic about it. And then I just like slam it together. And <laughs> they're always so cute though. So it's fine. It works. Fine. <laughs> um, and you, you do create a lot of patterns all the time. Um, and I love them. I am biased because I pattern tested a few of them and they are some of my favorite quilts. Um, but how did you get into like pattern designing and how do you like find inspiration for those shapes and styles? So I feel like my intro to pattern designing is a little, I don't know. It just kind of just happened. So at one point I was like, I really wanted to make a moon phases quilt and I became like obsessed with the idea of doing it. So I was like searching for patterns. And at the time, this was like late 2019, I think I couldn't find a single one. And I mean, maybe one existed out there, but I could not find any. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I can do math. I can figure this out. <laughs> so I like sat down and I like created a plan. It was like the first time I ever did this. So I bought like, I still have some of the fabric from it because I was like, I'm going to make sure I have like way more than I need. And I definitely did have more weight more than I needed. <laughs> and I like was planning the whole thing. So I just wrote it as I kind of went so that I had a way to make it and I knew how to make it. And then I like finished writing it and I finished the quilt and I was like, well, if I wrote it, I guess I could just like cut it up. I don't really need to sell anything, but if I already wrote it, might as well. And I think that is basically how my first three quilt patterns went. Cause then after that I was, you know, I sketched something. I was like, oh, let's make it. And then I was only making like one version of everything because it was more of like patterns for me. And then recently I started, you know, I guess doing it more professionally <laughs> where you like I make multiple versions and put some effort forth for marketing, <laughs> which was not how I originally did it. And I forgot the rest of the question. Just where you find inspiration. My favorite thing about your pattern, well, not my favorite thing, but a cool thing I think about them is that they all have really cool names inspired by like various pop culture, specifically Lord of the Rings, which we know your dog's name. So we know that you're a fan. (laughs) I get inspiration in a lot of places. I think it kind of depends. I feel like it depends on the quote. Sometimes I have inspiration from like tile or something like that. Sometimes I get inspired by like English piercing designs, but I want to be able to make them by machine. Mm -hmm. The wall behind me. And (laughs) sometimes I like love tile and then sometimes I have like like a goal that I want to reach and so I kind of make it happen like with my hexy spectrum cool pattern I was like really intense one day and I had like I have this laundry list of things I want a pattern to somehow achieve I was like I want English paper piecing and I want hexy flowers and I want there to be a rainbow and I want it to be sampler and I want it to have like a line that like makes your eye move and I was like okay now go make that happen brain I'm gonna need you to achieve this and so sometimes it's like that and other times it's I don't know I grew up uh my mom painted murals and then I don't know I just I guess always grew up around like the art and all of that stuff so I've never really given it a lot of thought it just kind of happens all the time I probably have enough pattern ideas to last me like four years if I didn't come up with another idea for the next four years yeah it's a problem it's a real problem (laughs) but I like it. So it works for me. Yeah, I absolutely believe that because you are just knocking out ideas all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I love that they look like English paper piecing. Like every time you talk to me about a new pattern, I'm like, is there paper piecing? No, great. I'm on it. (laughs) I have 
oh my gosh, I feel like I've been doing so much lately. I have like, I've had two English, English repeating patterns take so long to produce. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I feel like you have to really think about like, you have to come up with the idea, you have to do all the math, do all the pattern writing, make a version, send it to testers and have testers make their version. Mm-hmm. And I always try to give my testers like a really long time to do it. Cause otherwise it's crazy and rude and all kinds of things. But, um, so like I have Awin and Amer at testers right now. And I started on it. I think spring break of last year was when I cut into fabric and started on it. And it's still in, Yeah, it's still going, but it's not here yet. <laughs> and <laughs> then I did like the newsletter thing and I'm doing my temperature quilt pattern and tutorial. Mm-hmm. And then I'm working on a four pack of hexagons. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, I just love pop culture because influences on like the names and everything, because I feel like it's really kind of like the purpose of like hobbies and entertainment is to like give you an ex- like a way to like express yourself and or like a way to escape. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like the media influences of like pop culture stuff, meeting the ability to like produce art. I don't know. It just, it really meshes well for me. And then sometimes it gives me like a fun way to theme it around. And I just have fun with it. I also think that like, they're probably really hard to pronounce and there's probably some people who hate it, but I enjoy it personally. That's like weeds out the people who don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, the other day I was getting a new couch delivered and the delivery people came in and I have a lot of books out. I have like four bookshelves out in my thing. Like I'm a big reader and the delivery guy was looking at my bookshelf and he was like, I bet you have Twilight on here. And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, do you even have Lord of the Rings? And I was like, get out of my house. I know more than you. We're like, also, yes, but leave. <laughs> that's, that's such a snobby comment. Like it was, I was so upset. Anyway, I'm allowed to like both or neither. It's right. up to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love a subtle, like a subtle reference or like, just like the feeling of a quilt can be kind of like magical and mm-hmm. um, fantastical rather than like making a quilt that has like Harry Potter Harry Potter's face on it or something like that, you know, like making a quilt that like kind of has like the essence of something that you love in pop culture, but not without being like in your face, like printed trademarked fabric. (laughs) I get it. I have, I tend to also like watch um, the movies if I'm making them a lot and like my, I'm making a four pack of patterns right now. And it's uh, based, I'm named them after little women, like the four sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of fun with that because I couldn't come up with names originally. And, and then it just kind of hit me. And I think it, it worked particularly well because of the, there's four sisters and there's four patterns. And then I named like each pattern for like the qualities in the sister. Does that make sense? Like, so Joe is like the more modern one. And like Beth is the more like comforting, like homey vibes. And so I've been watching Little Woman way more than I probably ever have in my life. So I just like keep watching it again. Cause it's like, I don't know, it's like giving me energy, yeah. but I think that it's, I don't know. It's just like all the things that I love together. Plus, you know, then Arwen gets a quilt named after her. They and doesn't have one yet, but uh, he was originally supposed to be have one. And then the name got changed. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't mind. <laughs> that's what my husband was like because it was supposed to be like I have a sister pattern and one of them was supposed to be Thayden and then like I don't remember what my other one was and I told my husband he's like but it's a sister pattern I'm like yeah and he's like 
we have to do like A1 and Amr because they're like siblings. And I was like, so we did that. <laughs> He's like, you can name a pattern after him later. It's not like you don't make enough. Yeah. From what I can tell, he thinks all of the patterns are his. So I think he's fine. All of a sudden your quilt will be like slowly sliding off your body and you're like, you look down and he's like laying on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great because if I want my dogs to lay somewhere, I'll just like throw a quilt on the floor and they're like, we're good. We're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask what you watch while you quilt and so you kind of already answered that, but I'm totally the same way. Like if I'm working on a quilt that like I did a big Harry Potter quilt for someone last year, like a king size one. It lasted me forever, and it did have like trademark <laughs> Harry Potter fabric. But I really tried to find fabric that was like pretty and not just like his face printed on fabric. But <laughs> I watched like the whole series while I was making that quilt because I was like, I need to be in the zone. I need to be in Harry Potter land. But yeah, I love that. I feel like I when I watch things while I'm quilting, that's like imbued in the quilt a little bit mm-hmm. even it's totally unrelated <laughs> it is I have a quilt that like one of my Gondor quilts I watched like all of Gilmore Girls the entire time I was making this twin quilt and so I know it's the Gondor quilt but in my head I'm like that's the Gilmore Girls quilt yeah um major Gilmore Girls fan I'm almost always watching Gilmore Girls when I quilt that's in all of my quilts <laughs> every time yeah yeah yeah, um, I wanted to go back. We're jumping all over the place. But I wanted to go back and touch on English paper piecing because I don't think we've ever talked about that. And we've talked about, I guess, regular paper piecing. <laughs> Is it foundation paper piecing? Yeah. Um, and that's where you like sew it onto a piece of paper. But English paper piecing is different because you have what I assume is like a million pieces of paper and you actually like wrap the fabric around them mm-hmm. and then put them together like a puzzle. And that's crazy. So when you're going to make a new pattern, do you just have to like print out all those little pieces and cut them out? So, so far, I, all my patterns, I do a lot of English paper piecing. I do uh, other patterns. I am actually really bad about finishing full English paper piecing patterns. It's, I have never finished a full English paper piece quilt, which is crazy because I feel like I'm always English paper piecing, but I have not done it. And it's one of the reasons why I started designing patterns with English paper piecing applicate onto it because that's a finish line I can reach yeah (laughs) it's just so hard to finish them otherwise I get distracted because my attention span is that of a squirrel (laughs) and I just can't finish them so I designed the ones with the applique and all of my applique ones right now are one inch hexagons which are like the really classic shape and I generally just buy those online but most English you're seeing like kits and stuff you can buy kits from somebody and it'll have like all the papers or you can make them all yourself. They have like all kinds of options. Like you can punch papers. Like if you get like Amazon, you can get like a punch to like punch a one hexagon. But um, I would really advise if anybody wanted to do it to get it through like reputable dealers because what'll happen if you get it like on Amazon or sometimes Joann's, they measure the hexagon like incorrectly Mm. which sounds like there shouldn't be debate but uh the correct way to measure it is like each side of whatever shape it is that's like if it's a one inch hexagon like one of the hexagon sides is one inch but Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll like do diameter or like do all kinds of crazy measuring if it's not like english paper piecing companies yeah and then all of a sudden you have shapes that are not the correct shape which can be bad yeah Mm -hmm. 
I would just it's very bad. You know, talked about how they all have to fit together like a puzzle. So depending on what you're doing, yeah. you might be crying soon. <laughs> so many tears. That would be so frustrating too. Cause then it's like, I mean, if, yeah, they're just like, oh, well, we can just make these really fast to make a buck, but then you're like completely ruining someone's like mm-hmm. life and for a day, at least, someone's complete life for a day. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. two days. <laughs> it would take me longer than a day to recover from that. <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there because people, I feel like whenever they're like, oh, I'll do it. They're like, like randomly will buy it somewhere. And it, I cannot express enough how much that is not a great idea. I'm not like, you have to buy it from one company. Everybody else is wrong, but like buy it from like, yeah, don't buy it from Amazon. <laughs> Check just, reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Buy it. Gosh. Not from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's amazing. I have never even tried that yet because it, it it's like- really, everybody is always like so scared of it. And don't get me wrong. I've tried a lot of quilting stuff and there's some stuff that I'm still scared of. and haven't tried. I will be the first to admit that. Uh, but I feel like everybody's so scared of like trying English piecing and of all the like quilting things that I've tried throughout my, I guess, not that long quilting journey. It's been like the easiest one, like the most time consuming, but like the easiest like you like hype up all this fear and you start it like free motion quilting lived up to the fear. It really did. But uh, English rep piecing, I did it. And I was like, this is way, way easier than I thought it would be. I mean, I'm never going to finish this quilt maybe in like 30 years, <laughs> but it wasn't as hard as I thought. Um, when you have all the pieces together, do you hand stitch them together or do you machine piece them? So it kind of depends. If you're doing like a full English rep piece quilt, then you hand sew all of it together. But like, uh, I have some cool patterns that have the English rep piecing that are like applique on. So once you make your block, essentially you pop your papers out and then you can hand or machine applique it. I generally machine applique it because I'm lazy, but you technically can do either. It really depends on the pattern. And I think that if you're doing, if you're deciding like, I'm going to try English rep piecing, this is, this is my moment. I'm going to do it. I strongly suggest that you do one that's applique to start with as your first one, because they take so much less time. So if you decide you don't like it, then you won't be doing it forever. If you do like it, then you can still finish it and then pick like a project when you know more. But I really suggest starting with like a hexagon. It's really the easiest like shape to start with as far as like points and stuff and an applique pattern so that you can actually like finish it. And if you don't like it, then you're fine. And if you love it, then you'll finish it and you can pick something else. But yeah. Application really the best for like a first time project. Yeah. And Haley has some great application patterns that you can choose from. <laughs> yeah. I do. I like to think so. But um, yeah, and there's going to be more. I have so many, so many sketched out. I have some written and they're just like chilling and chilling yeah. on my desktop until their time arrives. Yeah. Well, the whole concept seems like way too time consuming for me. So if you think that machine sewing them on is lazy, then I won't even. <laughs> I can't even talk about it. I think I'm grabbing my phone charger. Sorry, but yeah, I think no. that it's not really. I English piece. It's not because like always because it's like pretty and it's my favorite thing to like look at. A lot of it's just I find it really like therapeutic mm-hmm. to just like sit there and like do the stitches. It really like lowers my anxiety level. I have a lot of anxiety problems, and it really calms me down gives mm-hmm. me purpose like you know when you're sitting on the couch and you're not doing anything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. probably scrolling through instagram yeah mm-hmm. 
totally. That's a good time to English group piece. That's smart. Yeah, I usually um, crochet. Like I'm, I started crocheting because like my mom has sewn forever, but I was like, I'm gonna do something different, and so that's what I would do. But so it's like very similar because you have to be so focused on what you're doing, and like it, it I, is calming. I crocheted before I English revised. Do you like crocheting? Um, sometimes. Is it like the frustration with like the patterns? Because I feel like crochet patterns are crazy. It's like hieroglyphics. Is it bad or is it like the actual like? I think I just, I don't sit for very long. So like, Mm -hmm. so when I do and it's like, I have like five minutes, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to spend this time. Like get it all in, you know, work on it for five minutes and then I'm gone again. It's like, you know, it's fine. Like it was great. But now that I know how to quilt, I'm like, I'd rather do that than I think my general feelings is if you like crocheting, aside from the crazy patterns, because I once tried to make a hat and I was like, is this, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and it was crocheting patterns. Like if you've never looked at them, like look at them, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. It's straight gibberish. It is. They like it's, abbreviate every single stitch. And mm-hmm. so it's like BLO, then like FLO, then it, you're like, what? <laughs> but with the exception of like, the patterns like if you hate crocheting because patterns are terrifying in crochet but if you like crocheting you generally like English piecing that's what I've mm-hmm. kind of found is like the, like the soothing repetitive motion and stuff I find people who like crocheting and they like English piecing yeah you also may like it if you don't like crocheting but I find everybody who's crocheted in the English piece for the most part likes it that makes sense I mean I think that that concept of just having like to sit and take your time and focus on something and like I think I'm in that boat, like where you, you like start something because you're really excited about it. And then like, I get like a little bit in and I'm like, mm, I want to do something different now. And so if it's not something I can get done really fast, like I just have a really hard time, like sitting down and like paying attention to it. But I feel like most people who English paper piece also, like they know it's going to take time. So like, I don't know. And I think I also got so intimidated because I was watching like Tula Pink videos about her. Oh yeah. The cutting and stuff. She does. She does amazing stuff, but it would be really intimidating. I always say my friends in script piecing is that if you focus on finishing, you will be miserable. You have Mm -hmm. to just like enjoy. It has to be like enjoying the process. Yeah. If you're focusing on finishing, you will be so miserable. You have to (laughs) so miserable you have to do it for the process like you have to enjoy the process and that's why you're doing it eventually a quilt will happen or not happen in my case with my full English repeating quilts but uh it's it's the process you have to really enjoy the process if you focus on the finish line unless it's like not very much English repeating you will hate everything (laughs) yeah I definitely was like oh if I ever do this it'll have to be something like I will make a um coaster or something small (laughs) just to try it out and you know not too much commitment (laughs) yeah (laughs) sounds like you should try it I've never crocheted so I'm gonna make you try it and then you can report back okay I'll let you know you know I the time too like I literally I'm like I don't know when I would do it because I have Mm -hmm. been so busy with jobs and like 
you know, podcasting, whatever. Like I don't even, I haven't, like I started a hat and I was like, oh my gosh, this pattern's so easy. I was like whipping through it, but then like our shop got so busy and I literally have not been able to go back to that because I'm just like working till I go to bed. (laughs) Which is great, but a lot. (laughs) I don't know how you do it. Um, Machine quilting is really all I have. I, the other day, not the other day, but like over Christmas, I was making those little like woven star ornaments that were all over Instagram. I was just making those as like little things to give out. Um, And I was trying to attach like a ribbon or like thread to it to make the actual like hanging part. And I was like, I actually don't own a sewing needle, (laughs) which was crazy. Like, I don't own a needle. (laughs) I don't even have a needle. So I had to like go buy a needle and I didn't even know what kind of buy. So I just got like the generic, like multi-pack of like all purpose sewing needles. Um, yeah, all of our friends like hand sew their binding on and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I love, I hand sew all my binding on and I don't think I will ever not do it. I just, I mean, obviously I'm okay with hand sewing. I love it. My favorite part of a quilt, other than pe- picking out fabrics, because that's probably my favorite part is like when the quilt is all done and you have the binding, like the front is machine sewn and you like sit on the couch or, and you're just like hand sewing the binding on the back. Cause it's like being swaddled with your like ultimate project. You're like, here's our final bonding moment. And then you're like hand sewing it on. And I just, I feel like it adds such a visible, there we go. my phone was falling over. Um, it adds such a visible handmade look when you're looking at it. It just makes it so clear that it was made by someone and not a machine. And I don't know, there's something about it that just makes the quilt for me feel like so much more special, yeah. but I'm also probably crazy about it. I do like the big chunky thing. It, I don't know. It's one of those, you know, like the two things that people have like really intense opinions about. Like, I think machine binding is great, but I think I'll always do the hand-sewn binding. I just, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think it'd be fun to play with. We talked to Sarah from Sarah made a couple of weeks ago and she posts some really amazing photos of her handwriting, but she does like little stars or like yeah. models. I was like, how, how, first of all, I have seen those. And like, so now I have like one of my goals for this year is like try a bunch of like crazy stitches. Cause normally I just do like the, you know, like the traditional stitch. And I'm like, okay, I've seen all this. I got to like try a bunch of stitches. I got to invent some stitches. I don't know, but we're going to have to get funky with this. Cause now the door has just been like blown wide open and we got to, we got to experiment over here, but I haven't, I've only finished like one quilt this year so far. I have like a bunch. I just haven't bound them yet. It is like, June I have so I yeah. <laughs> it's only been one month. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have tops that are done. I have two at the long armor right now. I have one that's like literally on my chair about to get sent off. And I just, I haven't gotten to binding yet, but I have like these like intense binding dreams in my head. I don't know that they'll actually happen, but like, in my head it's like this magical place where I'm going to do all this binding experimentation yeah (laughs) it'll happen and I'm excited to see it I think if I tried it would just be like they would not look like they wouldn't look like little stars or little hearts or whatever is happening there (laughs) I'm definitely gonna practice first (laughs) I do want to attempt like the big stitch because I've seen so many people do that and like you know for for quilts that are shot our shop makes for clients like we mostly hand bind stuff like sometimes we won't if it's like a kid quilt or something like we'll machine stitch it on just for like durability but I've 
<laughs> I've done so much hand binding. Do you normally do like the invisible stitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really should try it because honestly, it's faster. Yeah. That's why I hear like it's faster. It, it looks is a lot cute. faster. I might try it on like a personal quilt. I'm making one. I'm actually testing a pattern for um, Katarina Rochella right now. So, but I also was like, oh, that would be such cute like quilt to do the big stitch binding on. But I'm like, oh, do I even have time for that? Like, I don't know. Cause I have to have it done, you know, in a certain amount of time. So yeah, it's, <sighs> I've been meaning to make reels. I have like so many ideas in my head about like reels that I want to make, but a lot of them like require two people. And so I always have to like rope my husband into this, like want to make a reel. And the other day it like kept crashing on me. So we had to record the same thing three times. And I'm like, I feel like if I was the cook, I'd offer to make you food, but we all know that you're the cook. So I'm going to go do some dishes or something. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. But well, it's just so cool looking like, but again, it's another skill that's like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many of like little skills like that in quilting that you can really, that you can like, don't have to learn, but you can learn. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to I'm really bad. Like, I'm always like, I'm going to learn how to do all these things. And like, I have such dreams, but I'm really bad about like, okay, I'm going to learn this one thing and then I have to get good at it. And then I'll learn this next thing. So I feel like I'm progressing like at the speed of a tortoise over here. Like I'll learn how to do that. Eventually I got to master this one thing first. Like we got to learn how to make snowflake binding or something. I don't know. We're going to have to really conquer this before we go try. All these things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm the same way. I have talked about this before, how if I'm not like immediately amazing at something, I'm like, this is just not for me. And I won't, I won't be doing that anymore. So no, my problem is like, if I'm not immediately amazing at it, I'm like, okay, well, we're going to get amazing. We're going to sit here until we're amazing. We're going to figure this out. I don't care if it takes months, but I will be amazing at the end of this. So what happens is it takes me forever for me to learn anything because I refuse to be like, oh, it's not my thing. Or uh, so I have to like really want to start something new if it's a skill because I realize that I'm going to get crazy about it so I like yeah I, I guess I have skill fear now because I know that once I start it's going to just be this whole big thing yeah <laughs> so what's next on your skills to learn list I was really going to try to focus on like learning a lot more skills this year I was like that's going to be my big focus and instead I've had like all these ideas for skills that I already possess conveniently <laughs> and I've really been working on just stuff that I already know how to do but I have so many things like skill-wise that I theoretically want to learn like I still have not sewn curves which I feel like is ridiculous but I haven't done it but I feel like I feel like I should have done it already but I also love geometric stuff like I you can probably tell by my patterns that I like really love like geometric shapes and like hexagons and like the angular look so I'm not kind of makes sense I haven't done curves but I feel like I should learn how to do this it feels like a skill that I need it's tricky I did it once because I made a quilt for my father-in-law and his wife for Christmas so um and I got a kit it's like an art gallery kit and so it was like a sun like there's a mountain peak and then there was like a sun like Mm. coming off the side I saw that kit yeah it was fun and it was beautiful and it was worth it but also I was like um, I don't ever want to do this again. Like, because of how, like, you know, one piece is curved and then you have to do wrong sides together, but then it's like the curve goes opposite. So you have to like stretch it and push it and pin it to the, uh-huh. in the wrong way. And I was like, I, why? 
I also, and I want to be clear, like, I'm not like done is better than perfect and everything, but I'm really intense about having to have perfect corners. It's like a personal thing. Like everybody yeah. else have whatever corners you want. There is no judgment, yeah. but like on a personal level, like it has to line up perfectly. So yeah. that's why I love English paper teasing. I know that they will all line up perfectly. It's guaranteed. Uh, so I'm just really worried about curves because I worry it's like the Pandora box of my craziness because I'm going to like start trying to piece curves and I'm like, it's not perfect. So there's going to be like a month of me making curves as I'm crying into my scrap box or something. And I have like four wonky quilts later. And then I'm like, I've learned it. But like, I don't know that I want to dedicate a month of my life to that. Yeah. It's something. I, you know, that was, and thankfully they were big enough that it wasn't like, I wasn't trying to fight with like tiny pieces. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you do a bigger curve, like to practice with or learn with, I think that would is almost better because I think I already struggle so much with smaller pieces, like going through the machine. And so if I was trying to do that with like a tiny curve, I would probably would have lost my mind, but it wasn't too terrible. I just don't want to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I think there are some incredible like pattern designers and quilters that do these insanely gorgeous curved quilts. And like, I don't want to do them. I really don't, but I love to look at them. I'm just like... Yeah. you're a national treasure so I'm like yeah. looking at these crazy quilts like cotton and bourbon her stuff is just like mind-blowing mm-hmm. it's like foundation paper piece meets curves and I'm like oof yeah I don't know that I can personally do that but I want to see everything that you do forever because it's so amazing yeah that sounds so cool there's some patterns that I really want to do too like I think it's just called looper but it's the one where it's just like oh yeah it's just loop it's just a nice little loop and you can kind of I think in the pattern you can just like make it loop kind of like however you want to Mm -hmm. I think it's so pretty and beautiful but I'm like maybe I can just admire this one that is made and (laughs) (laughs) look at someone else's that's good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well Mm -hmm. that all is making me want to learn all those skills but not enough to actually do it so (laughs) I'll just continue to admire your English paper piecing and Amanda's <laughs> lovely hand and binding. And you know, I think I think that's the coolest thing about quilting is that there's so many different kinds of skills to put into it that it's like you can do whatever you know fits your creative style, and then it's also great because like we're all creating art and putting beauty out into the world. And like, and there's just so there's like so much variety in it that like, it's cool. Like, it's so cool. It's like, that's the, your thing. And you can express your voice through that. And that's your thing. And you can express your voice through that. Like, I don't know. I, that's like the biggest thing I love about quilting is that it's so diverse and like, there's so many different ways to go about it that you're never like really recreating the same thing twice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even like the same pattern you like different fabrics makes the entire thing look completely different. Mm -hmm. So like just the fabrics alone makes everything look different. And then you add in like the skills and everything else. It's just infinite possibilities. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking. Um, Like with your Gondor quilt, I was part of the testing group for that. And like, just, like where oh, we, like yours. the darks and the lights were it just made everyone's quote look so different mm-hmm. um I was going to say earlier because you're like I'm good at math I can put a pattern together I'm not good <laughs> at math and the result of that is that I usually just end up cutting like way too many pieces because I I don't know why so even like for the Gondor quilt 
I ended up making it like quite a bit bigger than the pattern said, but it's because I was like, I cut like an extra hundred triangles. Like, what am I going to do with these? I always just assumed you were like really tall. I am really tall. That's true too. That is also true. I'm like, I'm very short. And my husband is, has this belief that like a quilt needs to be able to like fold over his feet and like reach his chin. So like what I think is an acceptable quilt size is not what he thinks is an acceptable quilt size. Like the other night he was on the couch and he like grabbed a quilt and he was like, why is this quilt so small? What is wrong with this quilt? (laughs) You're like, um, hello. Trying to like flop it around to get it to completely cover him. And I was like, here's a bigger one, hun. Yes. Um, I have that same belief and I do make all of my quilts bigger I want them to be like at least 72 inches because I am six feet tall I want it to fold under my feet and like hit up here so all my quilts are giant and then I sometimes have a realization like oh I can I don't have to make it like 80 inches square I can like make a smaller size quilt and that would be fine but (laughs) I'm like five two if I round (laughs) so what I feel is an acceptable quilt size I have to like the other day I was doing like a pattern and I was like, that's perfectly fine. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second. You are a short human. You need to make this longer. Yeah. Um, our quilty friend, Jen, is also pretty short. And so when she's making like a throw quilt or something, she'll hold it up and it will be like above her head. And then we fold it up and it's like, we're like, this is cute. <laughs> so I'm so short. I can't. And my, I have really short arms too, in addition, yes. like disproportionately short arms. I don't, I don't know. And so I can't hold up quilts for photos ever because I'm like, and I'm like falling over, like <laughs> trying to hold this quilt up. And so my husband always holds them up always. And he's gotten really, really good at it. He's like, yeah. always manages, like, I don't know. He's like standing with like, he's like turtling his neck and like squatting weird, to, like make sure that his head's not showing and his feet aren't showing. Honestly, at this yeah. point, it's a legitimate skill. It's a it's, real skill that he has mastered. He probably has very strong arms because it's very hard to like hold a quilt up even just for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I do it all yes. the time. Like, okay, hurry, take a picture. <laughs> Squatting in the like, back. Like, yes, he's so great at it at this point. Like, I don't know. Like, he's so good at it. He's never going to get, he's never going to not be holding up quilts at this point. He's just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, for everything. You have one of the most like amazing built in photo backdrops <laughs> in your house. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> so like, I li- when we looked at this place, I was like, oh my God, that's going to be great for cool photos. And I don't know what we're going to do whenever we like move out of here because it's so convenient because I literally, it's the unair conditioned part of the loft that we live in. So like, I literally like open the door, walk across the loft and then I'm like, picture time. It's literally <laughs> like right next to where I let the dogs out. Yeah. And so it's just so conveniently located. I can finish a quilt like I finished a quilt this afternoon my Meg quilt and my husband just held it up because it was sunny and then I'm like okay I'm gonna go ship it off today so I have to like have zero planning other than like I need sunlight around taking pictures yeah and it's so convenient for writing patterns and social media and stuff that I don't know what I'm gonna do when I don't have a wall I'm yeah. gonna have to like plan I don't um, it's a problem yeah it's I don't have... just like this very like rustic brick wall and there's a big window right there it's so beautiful I am also a photographer in my spare time and if I had that I would like a hundred percent be like booking sessions like come stand in front of my brick wall and (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's very conveniently located and it is very beautiful yeah I have I have a curtain rod just like hung up on my wall 
but it's like it looks good in photos though it's just a white wall it's not this background is fake this is not what my house looks like <laughs> but it's also nice to have like a solid white background because the plaster is cream mm. and this whole place is cream so if I have a quilt that like clashes with cream it makes it I have to work harder to find photos although when I say that actually if you go downstairs and like go around <laughs> the side of my fence it's a patio and my sister-in-law painted a mural on it. And so I awesome. used that the other day because it, it was like um, my Hexi Spectrum had like the bright rainbow colors in the white. And it looks not great against the brick wall with the cream plaster. So I like walked down the stairs and like turned the corner and I was like, all right, we're going to use the mural. <laughs> That's so cool. I just imagine that you live in like the coolest loft in the world. <laughs> yeah, I live in like a really tiny town and the loft is great for pictures and stuff. And it's really big. and but it's also like really old. So there's like random things that go wrong in it. And so <laughs> I want to be clear that it's not as glamorous as it's <laughs> like there's uh used to at one point had like a projector for like, I think it was like a movie theater at some point or something. It has like a stage at one part of it. And like, so where the projector was is behind is in the kitchen, but it used to be basically what's now the master bathroom. So there's like this window that goes from like right above the oven into our bathroom. And there's not like wood or glass or anything. There's like blinds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you're parallel to the toilet so it's like you're the toilet and then the oven and there's like a window there and it has blinds on it and it's small because it's for a projector but it's it's quirky that's wild yeah. i love that <laughs> you're not making it sound less cool so yeah, i'm like everything you're saying like i just want to see it like even more now because that sounds like the so other day i was like i like walked out of the bathroom and i was like come back to my sewing room and I was wearing these like Yoda house slippers that my sister got me for Christmas they're like sock slippers mm-hmm. and I'm like I love these slippers they're the best and then like I slid coming down the steps from the stage and I like almost busted it <laughs> it's just it's quirky you know yeah. not many people slippers are dangerous. Stage, like in their home yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love that um I have a cow field next to my house so sometimes I make people take pictures of quilts in this cow field and that's pretty much that's pretty much my opportunity there (laughs) I feel like I live in the country like my husband's uh parents land has like cows and stuff and I feel like I should do that at some point but like the wall is just so conveniently located and then the murals downstairs like unless I'm on vacation which we always bring quilts like sometimes we're camping and it gets really cold or hotels are cold so I usually have like a quilt duffel Mm -hmm. and I'll bring it for pictures in the hotel or camping or whatever but it's just the wall is so conveniently located in the mural. It's really hard for me to like have the effort to like leave. Yeah. My dwelling. Yeah, have to go anywhere. Cool yeah. pics. Yeah. It's just like, well, okay, let's go take a cool picture and we grab the top or whatever we're taking. And we like walk 10 feet out there and then like hold it up and we're done. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> um, your travel pictures are so great too. Mm-hmm. I think you go up to Utah a lot. I always recognize Utah. <laughs> uh, so I feel like those pictures they I feel like they crack me up because I feel like they're so they look so pretty but the like behind the scenes on them is always just like usually crazy stuff happening yeah. like what like the wind the other day I took one and I haven't posted it because like somehow the quilt clashed with the sky I don't I don't know what was happening I guess it's a risk with blue quilts but like the other day we we're taking one we we're like on this like four-wheel drive thing and we like we're holding it up and it was too windy I'm like the wind will stop my husband's like the wind is not gonna stop and then there was like somebody who had parked their car to go do a trail and they were like looking at us like we were completely crazy <laughs> and we just went with it and then sometimes it works out nicely like we did a 
another four-wheel drive we were like camping in like island in the sky and Canyonlands, and we had like a campsite down there so there's nobody around so it's really easy to take cool pictures because like no one's here I don't have to worry about being the crazy person and it wasn't windy and I originally I was holding the fault and then my husband told me I was very bad at it and that is fair <laughs> so we switched back to the original the original setup which was him holding the quilt and me taking pictures and all was right with the world yeah we're very familiar with that of like taking quilt pictures in random public places and just being crazy and like blocking off the whole area like I hate to do it I'm like I get so much anxiety and my husband's like such a people pleaser that like we just can't do that because I don't know it cripples us internally no I was like doing it in the middle of nowhere or the wall in our house so I don't know what we're gonna do if we ever stop taking road trips or living here I don't know how I'm gonna get cool pictures of anything yeah hang up a curtain rod (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was like, <laughs> mine's above my head yeah. <laughs> in my living room. So, yeah. you know, we make do. <laughs> um, I've really been wanting to hang a quilt up as like, you know, like wall art like that. Yeah. But like in the loft, all the ceilings are really high and there's mm-hmm. like plaster and brick. And so it doesn't really make sense here, which is unfortunate, but. I don't know. Maybe you could do like a four, do four quilts. <laughs> two. Oh, gosh. Maybe <laughs> when I take the Christmas tree down. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amanda and I have taken quilt pictures like that, but we went to the Oregon coast a couple of years ago as like a girl's trip and I had just finished a quilt that I really wanted a picture of. I was like picturing it on the beach with the ocean and it was going to be so amazing. And it was so windy, like crazy windy, mm-hmm. which the Oregon coast is always windy. So I don't know why I was like, that'll be fine. Is that the yeah, trip I missed? Huh? Is that the trip I missed? No, you were there because you were holding the quilt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> definitely there. We were, like, blocking off, like, this whole little stretch of beach and, like, making people walk around us and trying to get a picture of this, like, windy, windy quilt. But the picture turned out cool. It looks like hey. the quilt is, like, levitating because you can't see me. You can't see love- his feet or head. <laughs> I love quilts in the wild photos. And then I love hearing the story behind them, too, because yeah. I feel like almost every quilt in the wild photo, there's some crazy story. Yeah. behind it like I have one from like New Year's where my friend was holding it up that I had gifted to her and we hadn't like there hadn't been any snow when we were in Tennessee and we got snowed into the cabin and then we lost electricity and we lost water and we're like are we going to be able to get out of here we have no heat now <laughs> and we didn't bring wood because you know I'm asthmatic so we're like we're not going to use the wood stove and now we're like we have no heat and no water and, <laughs> can't leave. No. and so we finally the roads were clear enough that we could leave so we we're like scrambling put all our stuff in the car and I was like, grab the quilt real quick. We'll take a picture. And like, so my friend just like held it up. And she's like, is this okay? I'm like, it's fine. And then we got in the car and like drove across the country again. But like, I just feel like they're never as peaceful and serene as they seem like they are. No, I love it. It's very like Instagram versus reality. Like the story. Oh about- yeah. I've done that so much with Amanda and like with my mom or whoever I'm with. I'm like, run out in the road and hold this really quick. Yeah. Do not recommend running out into the road, but. <laughs> I don't think we no. use them in the calendar this time, but for some of the pictures we were taking for the calendar, like my husband and I were standing behind the quilt, like holding it up in the middle of the road. And like, thankfully it's like, a, a, it goes out into the desert. So it's like not busy and you can see a really long ways. Like, okay, a car's coming, but it was just like, okay, stand in the middle of the road. Okay. Go walk through this field. We almost broke our ankles. It's fine. But we were just holding it up and like, we had to hike some trails. And so we were like standing yeah. on the edge with like big bags of quilts while people were like actually hiking around us. We're like, <laughs> yeah. Hi. <laughs> my husband and I do a lot of hiking and there has been debates before like I was like can I bring a quilt he was like 
we need water. Like you can't put voltage. <laughs> we don't have enough space for this. What yeah, are we gonna do? Like take it out in the middle of the hike and take a picture? And I'm like, well, yes, that was the idea that I had Obviously. in mind. Just put the waters inside the quilt, roll it up, and then put yeah. it on the back. That's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm about. About to be like, I'm gonna like attach it, like you know, like the yoga mat attachments, mm-hmm. like at the bottom of my pack. Yeah, <laughs> like, do this. I love that. That's, that's a good idea. idea. I actually might do that. I hadn't considered that until just now. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like a flawless plan. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I can't wait. We do, like, we do a lot of hiking on these trips, but we don't usually take pictures when we're hiking. We usually do pictures when we're doing like the drives and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the wind sometimes is just such a toss up. Like the last trip we did uh, like to Utah and like, I thought we were going to get a bunch of pictures and I think I got like two usable photos and the last one was questionably usable. Yeah. It was like sky clashing or the wind and we were trying to like really get the drive done because like we kind of do it as like an extra on these trips. It's not like, let's go take cool photos. It's like, we're going to do this four wheel drive and then go up and see Bryce Canyon. And then maybe we can do another four wheel drive, like back through Grand Staircase. I think it's Escalante National Monument. I feel like I might've pronounced that wrong. And so it's like, do we have time for cool photos? Because like, that's not why we're here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so usually it's like an extra. So sometimes it does not happen. Yeah. But yeah. I get just that. like in a duffel in the back, just in case. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I There's mean, so I'm somewhere and I'm like, oh, I wish I had a quilt. This would be so perfect for a quilt photo. Honestly, like when we were driving to Colorado all those times to go visit, because my, my father-in-law lives like just outside of Colorado Springs, but then our oldest son is in, uh, he's in the space force and he's stationed in Colorado Springs. So we've been driving to Colorado to visit like quite a few times. I'm like, why didn't I bring a quilt a single time? And then the one time I don't go, cause my husband was there for like the last three weeks. Like he took the quilt to my, to his dad, like as, cause it was our Christmas present, but he knew he was going like right after Christmas. So we're like, well, we'll just wait. He can just like put it on the airplane or whatever. And of course I'm not there to take pictures of it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Yes. I always, we have now, at some point we have a duffel bag that became the quilt duffel bag. And it's like, we can take as many, my, my actually the rule of thumb that I usually am given is we can take as many quilts as fit into this duffel bag. That's the number <laughs> of quilts we can bring. But I try like to just bring like, like them in. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they get wrinkly. So like usually like whenever we get, if we're staying in a hotel, as soon as we get there, I'm like, flinging them out of the bed so they can like not wrinkle and stuff but uh sometimes we're in a tent and it's like well it's just it's gonna be wrinkly we'll make it it is what it is we'll make it work I mean quilts are a little wrinkly anyway so I mean I've never yeah but crinkle versus wrinkle ironed that (laughs) crinkle versus wrinkle though you know true true yeah fold a fold line yeah like this that has happened to me and I was like this isn't gonna this isn't gonna work yeah. I like take my quilts out because I have a bunch in my living room. Like they're like rolled up in this little like table console thing. But anyway, I like have to take them out and I like refold them different ways and try not to like let the creases settle in, but I don't always get to it in time. <laughs> I am terrible about folding them in like ways that like look pretty and like keep the creases from happening like my husband was like super sweet and got me like I have like two glass display cabinets for quilts and a quilt ladder and I don't want to say they're shoved in there because they're not but they're like folded messily and shoved in there yeah <laughs> they're hard to wrangle up and like get them to fold like nicely even if they're square like 
I mean, this one's probably the squarest quilt I've ever made, but especially if they have minky on them, I feel like all of mine, most of them have. Oh yeah, just slippery everywhere. Slippery, they just flop around everywhere. They're like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also just really bad about being like, like I'm in the mood for a certain quilt, so I just like grab it out of the cabinet or whatever, and then Mm -hmm. put another one in there. So you don't want to like spend all that work to like make it look pretty. If you know you're just gonna be like taking them in and out and my husband does it too he'll be like where is blank quilt that's the one I want so like I'll go grab it or whatever but yeah. I don't do a great job of just like there's never like two quilts on my couch that just like are always there yeah. I feel like they're rotating a lot I do think it's yeah. definitely the way to find out if you have a favorite quilt yeah <laughs> you think you don't have one and then you're like well you live on the couch so maybe you are my favorite <laughs> yeah. yeah um how many quilts would you estimate that you have in your house like finished quilts. Yeah, like quilts just Usually around. Finished yeah. quilts. <laughs> oh God. When I first started, I haven't been quilting actually that long. And when I first started, I gave them all away. And I gave three away last year, which was I'm really proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard. I, I usually ask this question to make myself feel better because I have a lot of quilts. And I am always just curious because there's some that are like older that I made them like when I first started quilting and I just don't know what to do with them now except for keep them in my life, I guess. But I have a lot. So I always am just interested in what other quilters have around. (laughs) Maybe like 20. Yeah, that's like what I have too. I feel like I'm going to have a lot more soon because I did like the big push to finish projects last year. And then because stuff's done, I have time to make new things. Yeah. And like the more that I'm quilting, I feel like the less that I'm giving them away. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not a popular opinion. But when I was first starting, I feel like I was like, oh, I finished one. It's great. And now when I finish them, there's a couple things too, is I feel like now when I finish them, I'm like, oh, there's so much work into it. And like, what if they don't like it? Then I gave away a quilt that I love and they don't like it. So I really only give it to people that I really know their taste. Mm-hmm. And I know they'll genuinely love it because I believe like quilts should be used. Yeah. So I don't want to give it to someone if I don't think they're going to use it and I don't think they like it. But also they're just so much work. It's yeah. just, and they're so expensive. It's hard for me to give them away to anybody that's not like really special. And I know their taste. And then also I tend to not, I know I do like a lot of geometric quilts, but whenever they're like more masculine and geometric, my husband tends to like love them. So mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have a lot of like quilts that like a lot of the guys in my family would like. Yeah. So I feel like, I tend to keep them because you can only give females so many quilts theoretically. And a lot of my family does quilt, like my Nana quilts and my mom quilts. So I don't know. I keep a lot of them. And also I get attached to them, especially because a lot of the quilts I make now are for patterns that I've released. And like, mm-hmm. so now I go and look at it and I'm like, but you're the first quilt pattern, you know, like you were the vision. And then this was the follow-up and this was the one I just really tried to finish in time. And like, yeah. just like so many, so many memories embedded in some of them and then now that we like take them on my husband and I take them on trips like to like take pictures of them too like I feel like originally you're thinking like oh yeah you'll do great pictures but like they turn into like memories too of like you desperately trying to take this photo in the middle of yeah. nowhere on this four-wheel drive and like yeah I just feel like there's so many memories of, like making it and like the creation process of the design plus like like life memories with them that I just have a really hard time letting them go yeah yeah so I don't very often yeah so anyway this year I think I'm gonna have a lot more quilts a lot more quilts to add to at some point it's going to be a problem and I might have to yeah. do something but they're really not I feel like they're not really worth selling because like the valuation is so low like yeah 
We've both I'd rather give them away or keep them. I'd rather give them away or keep them than sell them. So I, I always joke that I hoard my quilts like a dragon. <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. Like, and that's the thing is like, I mean, we're very pro use your quilt. Like they mm-hmm. wash, they get better with time, whatever. But like, you can't, I just don't think you can ever have enough. Like, I mean, we have the ones we use on our beds and then, you know, I like to rotate out the display one. And then we have the ones that stay on the couch and the lazy boy. Like we have, we pull out the random different ones. If we just want more, you know, more warmth and snuggle on the couch. Like it's something that like, you're not just creating like an art piece. Like it's something that's usable. And yeah, I always feel like cuttable art, like yeah. you can cuddle the art. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I have so many memories embedded in some of them. Like I just don't, some of them, I don't think I could ever give away. And mm-hmm. even if they're not my favorite, they're just, yeah. I just have so many memories to me to like, they have to stay. And then I have like, my mom made me a quilt when I first started college and I have that quilt everywhere. And like, I picked out the fabric for it and it's not my favorite fabric anymore. But like that quilt was literally on my like doormat all through college and my mom made it for me. And it's just like really special to me. And I know that's only one of the many, many quilts in my house, but I don't know. I have a really hard time letting him go. I let three go last year and it felt like a really, really big accomplishment for me. I was like, look at me. I got rid of three. I gave away three quilts. (laughs) This is a shining moment, you know? Yeah. I grapple with it all the time because it's the same. Like there's so many quilts that I want to work on or like quilts that I'm proud of that I want to keep. And I know that like, I'm going to work on more this year than I'm going to want to keep because of the time and effort that is put into them but then there's probably a handful that I made just like when I first started quilting that were just very quick and very simple and I don't know I'm like at what point do I have to start doing something with some of these like I don't know yeah I also tend to give them away sometimes if uh if my husband it's not like one of his favorites if he's not like a huge fan of it like he doesn't like the colors for some reason that I picked then they tend not to get used because we're like, no, no, grab that other quilt, like, and he'll name one. And so then they just stand in the cabinet. And that's one of the reasons why I got, uh, I gave away two of mine last year was because he just like, didn't like them that much. So when you, we have so many options, whether it's like the size or the color, then I know like, if I give them away, they'll be at use constantly. Like my best friend was FaceTiming me the other day and like the quilt was just in the background on her couch. And like, it was, I think it had gone like a year in my house in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. never having been used and like she's using it every day now yeah. so worth it I tend to, yeah so that like was one of those it was worth it and after I gave it to her she like death gripped it because she was worried I would grab it back and I was like that was <laughs> a very neat thing to do you I'm know me quite kidding. well yeah <laughs> snatch it back and run yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm just kidding <laughs> gift her remorse ah <laughs> no I think like you know like my mom and I get commissioned to make quilts for people a lot, you know, that's like our jam besides long arming, but, um, but also we get a lot of people that they just don't understand that it's so expensive. Like, and I'm not like, we're not overcharging. We're not like upcharging to like make things more expensive on purpose. Like we're literally just, you know, breaking down the cost of like what everything does cost. And, And people are like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was so expensive. I'm like, yeah, it is like, and if you find it cheaper then like, ugh, I don't want to know why it's cheaper because I'm, I feel like I'm being really fair. And so, and like, and then selling them, we both have Etsy shops too, that like, 
we have quilts up for sale that we've made, but I like, I haven't sold a single one. <laughs> I think I sold a table runner that my mom. Yeah. I feel like that's so common. And I feel like some people try really hard or they like lower the cost, to like just cover materials so they can be making quilts. And there's nothing wrong with that by any means. Like I totally understand why a lot of people would definitely do that, but I just like, I don't know. I just don't like, I'd rather just keep them. Yeah. I know at some point that's not gonna become an option. Like there's only so much space. Yeah. in my house but I suppose I will cross that bridge when I get there yeah. I mean, yeah don't don't jump to conclusions before you get there yeah but I do I think people don't understand yeah. the time that goes into them especially because I tend not to make like the really really fast quilts I feel like I tend to make more mm-hmm. slightly more time consuming ones or like ones that have like a lot of technical aspects or English for precinct ones like I can't imagine like selling an English repressing quilt. Like, I don't know who would ever pay the money that it would be close to being worth. Yeah. And I don't know how you could ever price that. No. Yeah. Because I tend to do like crazy fussy cutting and everything yeah. else. Like, yeah. Crazy. I don't. Yeah. Thousands of dollars, literally. <laughs> yeah. So I will just keep my dragon sword, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have our rapid fire questions? Oh yeah. Okay. So we like to um, ask these questions of everybody. And you've probably heard them if you've listened to our episodes, but are you ready? I am totally ready. Okay. Um, do you sew over pins? No, I don't pin. I know that sounds terrible. But we don't either. It's so <laughs> much worse. Like just, you know, like hold it and like finagle yeah. it. And like, my points are fine, but pin yeah. is just so much work. Like, same yeah it's a lot respect for everyone who does it but like <laughs> I do sometimes but yeah yeah I feel like if you square your blocks and you iron your seams really well like it'll be fine mm-hmm. um I have confidence in past me I, I did it right we'll, we'll be fine and if it's not fine then I'm gonna stretch it or something because I'm not gonna yeah. <laughs> <don't> make it work <laughs> um so then with your seams do you iron them open open or to one side open always always open which I feel like is an unpopular opinion I do mine too and Miranda hates it she won't do it well I also do a lot of like geometric patterns and like triangles and hexagons and diamonds I've been doing a lot of that lately slash always I guess and uh when you iron them open you can like line up dog ears in a way that helps you get perfect corners without you know pinning it's Mm. like a I feel like it's a cheat code kind of thing but also I just like them open I don't know I do too. I'd like, I get too distracted. To nest. Yeah. Getting them to nest is hard. And I just feel like, I don't know. It's like automatic right now or now for me, because I've done it so much that like, even if I am not thinking about like, I'm going to, to iron this open, like I just automatically start doing it because I've just done it for so long that it's like not even a thought anymore, <laughs> but it's so funny. Cause we just like, it's like so 50, 50, but anyway, um, do you like, are you a thread trimmer? Do you make sure like all your trims are your, all your threads are trimmed before you like, uh, quilt a quilt or like, Oh send yeah. Long armor? I always, I trim, I trim and iron as I go. Like, I feel like I've seen people who are like, I'm done with my cool top and like, none of it is trimmed or ironed. And I'm like, Oh my God, I would not want to spend the next <laughs> however long doing that. I put in the work slowly as I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I think that was it. Am I missing one? Do you square? Do you square your blocks? Yeah, do you square your blocks? It depends. 
Um, so a lot of times I don't, I don't really make traditional blocks that often. Like you guys know, like, no, probably my patterns don't tend to be like block based patterns. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are like rows and like geometric stuff, but I square HSTs because I hate them and <laughs> I hate them so much. I rarely ever make them, but when I do make them, I square them and flying geese and depends if I'm doing like really small ones, I square them. But honestly, I'm at the point where like the bigger ones, I don't have to square them. They like just come out close enough, almost, you know, most of the time it's close enough that yeah. I just go for it, which I feel like is probably the, one of the craziest things I've said all day. But most of the time it works out. Like, I think I've just made enough of like a like geese, like the bigger geese that I'm just like, it's a machine yeah. over here. I don't need to trim it up. It'll be fine. Yeah. And it usually it honestly is like my fleeting quilt that I made the other day that has like uh Miranda tested that one and it has like all the flying geese making the whole design together didn't score up a single block all my points are yeah I was just going to say that 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 pattern was the first time that I made flying geese like in mass I had only made them like a handful of them before (laughs) and it was rough it was rough going for a little bit there but I feel like by the end they started to get better but I definitely had to like straighten the top and the bottom to make them come together okay <laughs> I think flying geese are definitely one of those things like the more you do it and I know that's what with a lot of stuff in quilting but like flying geese it really is like I always say for making flying geese for the first time don't use your normal fabric use some like scraps or why did I buy this or I made this for backing and I've had it for four years and I've genuinely been using it but it's just never going to go away it's just infinite yeah. fabric and just make a couple test runs because I feel like your first few are always wonky. They yeah. just are. Like you can follow all the advice and have someone like stand over your shoulder and the first few are just going to be wonky. But I think with flying geese, like you make enough of them, they just all come out perfect. Mm-hmm. But maybe I had I just- never made, I had never made flying geese until like October, maybe. Wow. Again, I-, I was testing another full pattern for Katarina and it had flying geese this time. And I was like, I just did one block of the quilt because I just didn't have time to do a whole thing, but it was the first time I ever made geese. And yeah, I was like, these are wonk, but I didn't have the extra fabric to like mess around with them. And now in this new pattern, there's like a ton of geese as well. And there's some smaller ones, like, you know, two and a quarter by four and a quarter, whatever they ended up being. And then there's some bigger ones that are like, you know, four by eight or something. So the bigger ones definitely I was like oh I don't have to trim any of these like they came out so nice but the smaller ones I was like oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah I always say like your first two sets of geese you're gonna make just plan to throw them out don't don't use anything you actually want to use just plan for your first two sets to just be wonky yeah. super yeah. wonky but I, I love have to finish my fleeting quilt I had planned to add another row like all the way around it and it's just been you like hey, no. finished it no. <laughs> I love your fleeting quilt I love so my originally when I did the fleeting quilt pattern I only made like one quilt personally is actually the one my cover quilt is the one that I gave to my mom last year it's one of my three that I let go because I made it in like red and teal and those are her favorite colors so it's like the most her quilt I've probably ever made or she's even made so I was like okay I've had it for like a year now I'm ready to relinquish (laughs) custody but I loved yours so much I actually like recently made another fleeting quilt because I had only ever made one of them and like I feel like every time you test one of my patterns, I'm like, oh my God, I love this version. I have to make like a variation of this version. You're laughing, but I'm serious. So the fleeting quilt, like I did, I loved your bright one. So I did like a bright high volume one. 
which is at the long armies right now. And then your Gondor quilt, I loved the scrappiness and like the ombre look on it. And I tried to do an ombre and realized, I don't know, it didn't work. It happened for me. It didn't happen for me. But I did like the gold and like the jewel tone yeah. scraps on it. I love that one. And <laughs> I feel like whenever you test my pattern, I just, I love it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend this and make another version. But I always love all the quilts you make with my patterns. They're all so beautiful. Fills me with immense joy. <laughs> I don't know if you've looked. I think both of them, like the actual like pattern listing, I think both of them has one of your quilt pictures on them. Oh, I love that. Yay. I love them. And those are two of my favorite quilts, even though my fleeting one isn't done yet. And I had, I need to put another row on it because I want to make it like big enough to put on my bed. So it'll just like live on my bed for all time. But it's so beautiful. I love your fleeting so quilt. It's got like the Alice in glass and it's just yeah. beautiful. And I think you went like both brighter and lower volume than I went on my original one. And then even the second one that I made, I went higher volume. Yeah. And I'm really excited about it. I'm getting like, uh, you know, Carly Porter's, I think it's Carly Porter. She does like the graffiti quilting. Mm. Okay. So I'm having like a neon pink thread oh. with one of the graffitis like pantographed on mine. Okay. I saw your post about that. That's Ooh, yeah. so excited. It's done. She's working on my second quilt right now. And then she's going to mail them both to me. And so I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Cause the back is like, <laughs> a, the back is like a dark teal and it has like neon pink thread. And I think it's going to be insane. And then, but I love, anyway, I love the low volume background that you did with the bright. I just love it. I love that fleeting quilt so much. I considered making literally the exact quilt and buying the fabric. I didn't, but I I really almost did. Yeah. (laughs) I love it too. And I had actually been saving, it's the Alison Glass road trip line and I'd been saving it forever for like the perfect quilt. And it just all came together so flawlessly. And again, I'm making it bigger because I cut extra pieces, but also I was like, I don't want to like waste a single scrap of this fabric. I want to use as much as possible. So mm-hmm. I need to finish oh. that. It's on my to be finished. I literally have had this stack of fabric sitting on my sewing table since I tested that pattern. Like it's still in progress as long as it's on the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she had it hanging on her curtain rod for the longest time. Yeah. And oh, I literally, anytime we would go hang out at her house, I would just like go stand in her office and like stare at it for a while. I'm like, okay, I'm good now. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with the fabric. Like she just like, mm-hmm. the version of it is so beautiful. And then her Gondor quilt is what like inspired my scrap Gondor quilt. And it's just also just insanely beautiful. I tried to like make my own version of like what she made, like the whites <laughs> and the scrap colors. And I didn't have enough scrappy whites. And then I didn't have enough, like really like to do the ombre. So then I stopped and was like, okay, we need a whole new plan. Clearly we can't. Clearly we can't replicate Miranda's because it's not going to happen. So me come with a new plan. So I did like the jeweled fat quarters for the white, because apparently white scraps don't live in my house. They, they die too quickly to have enough of it for this. Yeah. And then I did like the little jewel triangles and just random colors. And I really love the way that it turned out, but yeah, originally I was like, I'm going to make Miranda's. I'm going to do the exact same thing. It's going to be perfect. It's going to look like hers. Cause it's so beautiful. And then I was standing there. I was like, you don't have scraps for this honey. It's not going to happen. Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, she was like, I hadn't, she, I didn't even know like that, you know, pattern designers asked for quilt testers until she was like, oh, I'm testing a pattern. And I was like, what? And then she's like, yeah, you like this designer. I'm like, I'm testing her pattern for her. And I was like, that's a thing. And then I got to do it. And I was like, this is super fun. but it feels like an inner circle <laughs> yeah it does it's like a cool kid club yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually I do love um my testers I feel like 
they always do such such amazing jobs and I'm like I try to like come up with like something to give them because I'm not a very big pattern designer so I don't make like much money slash any money and (laughs) I'm like so like I did like I think I did you were I think I didn't I send you ice dyed for the gondola you did yeah but it's so cold now that I can't do ice dyeing so like for fabric bundles for my testers and I'm just like yeah you gotta come up with a plan b or the sun needs to come (laughs) yeah um that is so cool too and I know that we said we were finishing and then we're not but um (laughs) (laughs) that's probably my fault I'm sorry it's good um so ice side fabric I think is so cool and I love that bundle you sent me and I'm just like waiting again for like the perfect thing to use it on that will like showcase that Mm -hmm. um how I don't how do you what is it how do you do that (laughs) Okay, so that's a that's a really big question. And you're like, who said we were done? How do you do ice dyeing? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, it's, it's cold out, so I assume that for ice well, dyeing. Cool. I do it like inside their house, and they put on like a mask. Or they do it in their basement. I don't have a bat basement. I have asthma, so wearing a mask is really just not enough for me. So I do it like outside. So the outdoor space, literally underneath the wall that you love so much, is where I ice dye, and I like lay down towels. I don't like stain the floor that was never finished, but. And so basically you have like kind of like a bend to collect stuff and then like a tray to put on top of it of some sort. And then you put the fabric on top and you put the ice on top and then you put basically like dye powder and like for 24 hours, essentially like the ice melts and like the dye dyes the fabric and you have the bend to like make sure you're not just like dyeing your whole table, like crazy rainbow colors. Melt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the ice melts and I have, I was really starting to get into it and then it got cold because <laughs> I've only done like three batches and then it got really cold and I don't want to freeze to death yeah I don't want to be outside at all <laughs> so I have to like I'm waiting for like a day that's sunny and then the following day is also sunny and my I have things together enough to yeah. ice dye because that's a whole nother level of like my life is put together yeah so I've just well it's very it, cool it's very cool that you can like create your own pattern basically like a very unique piece of fabric and like create all the colors that go onto it I think it's just very cool yeah yeah I really 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 was getting into it and I got hold and I'm like literally been looking at the weather and I think I was finally starting to feel like it was getting warm enough like today was kind of warm but then my husband it's like next week I'm gonna start ice and he's like you know it's gonna snow next week right yeah. fine the week after <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> being sabotaged again yeah mm, that's so cool I, I just like love yeah, I I know I already said it, but I just love like the different ways that like you can bring so many different skills and different other art mediums into quilting and like it's so cool. And I saw yeah. I saw your fabric that you sent her because you know we're friends. And <laughs> she's like, This is what Haley sent me. She like ice dyed these. And I was like, What the heck? I was like, they're they turned out so beautiful. Thank you. It's one of my like first, I'm still working on it. I'm like trying to get you know, like have better depth, but I think that like the actual ice dyed versus like the fabric that's printed to look kind of like it's ice dyed. I feel like there's a level of like depth in the colors. I don't really know how to describe it unless you're like seeing it in person that the fabric really like achieves that it just, I don't think can be replicated through like printing on fabric. Yeah. Because it just has like such depth to the color that I don't, I just don't think it's replicated when it's printed. Like yeah. if you look at all like the, you know, like the essentially like faux ice dye and all that kind of stuff or indigo dyeing stuff or 
all yeah. of that. And then you look at like one that somebody actually did. They just, they're not the same. Cause I'm not a huge fan of like the faux ice dyeing stuff, yeah. but like the actual ice dyeing is yeah. just beautiful. And I think, yeah, when you actually look at the fabric too, it's like one of those things that doesn't photograph like metallics. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of, I've been doing a lot of metallic stuff lately too. And it just doesn't, it doesn't, the photographs should not capture how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Oh, I've been on a <laughs> huge metallic kick. Yeah. Yeah. Such a massive metallic. I like back to full and metallic gold. Yeah. Like rifle paper co hardcore metallic gold back the whole thing in it. Yeah. Love I'm actually it. working on a quilt right now is a Christmas quilt that I didn't finish. Sorry, my life, but it's the new <laughs> rifle paper company holiday line and they have like, <gasps> white with metallic gold is what I chose for like the background which as I was putting it together I was like this is a lot this is quite a bit going on in this quilt but it's gorgeous just super golden (laughs) I have then I did that gondor quilt that's metallic and then I have I've been quilting some metallic quilts I have a quilt at the long armor my gondor metallic quilt with the jewel Uh scraps is getting metallic quilting Uh on it and the back is like the ruby star cayenne octopus with the Mm -hmm. metallic so yeah. it's like, I don't know, metallic gold just like yeah. took over the quilt. And I just, I am really into metallics right now. And I dyed. I think that like, I don't know, I'm really into like fabrics with like all these levels of like depth and dimension right now, but also feel like I'm having a solid rejuvenation. Like I've never been big on solids. And I feel like lately yeah. I've been doing more solids. I don't know. I love it all. That's very cool. I actually haven't made a solid, a quilt with solids yet, but I have a quilt that's backed with that um, octopus fabric from Ruby Star also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Solid quilts, I don't like making them. I know that sounds terrible. I do not like making them. I feel like they're so boring when you make them. <laughs> but when you're done, they're so yeah, they are beautiful. beautiful. They're so I have, beautiful. I have like, uh, so the four pack that I'm working on right now that has the four little women sisters on it. Uh, Amy's is solid and it's like AGF snow and mm. mystic gray. Mm-hmm. And so I was piecing it and I was like, this is the most boring colors ever. <laughs> this is so boring. And then I finished it and was like, and I'm like obsessed with it. Just kidding. I love it. I'm sorry. I said that thing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> like, and then it like goes really well with the brick wall. So it looks really nice in the photograph that I have that it's like unfolded. So, you know, it's, it's up in here, but like piecing it, I was like, I'm going to die. Yeah. This is like the most boring thing ever. Yeah. yeah. But like when they're done, I just like, they're so just like beautiful and like yeah. classic. But I don't enjoy piecing them as much. So I've been trying to like, make, I don't know. I've also just been going crazy lately. I'm like, we're going to do solid. We're going to do ice dyed. We're going to get like some earth tones in here, but we're also going to go bright. We're going to go scrappy, but we're, yeah. I don't know. I am, but I also feel like I'm always all over the place. Other than the fact that I like shapes, it's just a sock yeah. drawer in there. There is yeah. no, I feel like, you know, like people, like I feel like a lot of designers or even quilters, you go to their feed and there's like, like a vibe set <laughs> with like the fabrics and the colors. And I feel like my feed does not achieve that. I try I have to try really hard actually to make sure that the like the like the pictures work together. Yeah. Because I so all over the place that sometimes like you put them next to each other and you're like, what is your feet? It looks yeah. not great right now. Yeah. But I have the same struggle, but I decided I don't care that much. So <laughs> yeah, I disagree. I feel like your feed is always really like bright and I don't know. I feel like there's like a pattern, like a color vibe. Like I feel like I could probably pick your quilts out of like a lineup pretty easily Rainbow and I feel that way about a lot of people yeah mine's a mess because we like 
you know, when you're long arming for other people, you like, you yeah. my quilt. That's not, I didn't choose those fabrics, but I also am like showcasing, like, look mm-hmm. at this cool pantograph we did. Yeah. Like it turned out really cool and it's not my quilt, but like, so I'm like, I had to give up on my squares because it just isn't going to look like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as long as I'm featuring other people's quilts, but yeah. <sighs> it's yeah. hard to like, keep it all like cohesive on the main page especially because I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on like random English word piecing. Now I'm going to make flying geese. Now I'm mm-hmm. going to make like a mini sod block. And then like, they're all different colors because they're from different projects. And yeah. I feel like I should probably make my feet more cohesive, but it also works. But it I also works. think like the long arming, I love uh, like watching the long arming machine, like stitch the pantographs. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. mesmerizing. Yeah. I try to take so many videos. Anytime I'm long arming over at Amanda's, I'll try to take a video like that. And it's like uh, much harder than anyone makes it seem <laughs> like I just cannot get it. <laughs> yeah I never really thought about how to you do it. <laughs> I bet it is difficult I feel like all reels and videos are you think they're going to be difficult and then they're at least three times harder than you think yeah. they're going to be yeah and I'm like oh you're over here like your one woman show like trying to do everything and you're like this isn't yeah this is not going according to plan yeah I literally was trying to make a reel this morning with a sound and I was like I don't even know how to do this and I like deleted it I was like I don't know I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> I had to google that and I can now I can sound. Yeah. I know how to sound. You've been up on the reels recently. I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> that inspired me. I was like, I'm going to make a reel. I'm going to be so cool. Like Haley. And then it didn't work. So I was like, whatever. It <laughs> was the first time that's ever been said. It'd be so cool. Like, <laughs> I, so I made a bunch of reels and I feel like a while back, I feel like they were doing really well. And I feel like recently, I don't know what's going on with the algorithm, but I feel like they haven't been doing as well. Or maybe I'm just going crazy. Yeah. So I like, was making a bunch of reels. Now. So I was feeling like motivated to make reels and then they like weren't doing as well as a lot of my previous ones have. I don't know if there's like, I think maybe I was making them too frequently. Like, mm-hmm. like maybe you need to like have like a gap between them and like have them super regimented and scheduled, which yeah. is hard for creative people. I feel like though, cause I feel like I go through spurts where I'm like, I'll make reels. And then spurts mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm going to work on this quilt. And like, yeah. I don't do so well with a set schedule, but I think maybe like there needs to be like a gap between posting them is what I think that I found. And it's yeah. also just hard. I feel like with reels, it's hard to like, not just videography and like the actual like technical aspect of it, but I think it's hard to like figure out like what to even, mm-hmm. like you have all these crazy ideas of like funny things or like technical things, but then you're like, does someone actually like, does everybody know this? Yeah. yeah. Like, does anybody want to learn this? Yeah. Um, and if you're doing funny ones, I always just feel like a complete and utter like idiot <laughs> the whole time that I'm like filming these ridiculous things with like, I finish them and I'm like, oh, I don't even want to, I don't know. I don't know that we should have done like, that. I feel like- <laughs> Yeah. like you post it and then I'm just like I don't know but yeah. <laughs> I don't know well, I not made any reels for that reason I'm like I can't <laughs> I mean the fun the flip side of that is I do feel like reels really do capture the level of yeah. I guess dorkiness that I encapsulate on a daily <laughs> basis so they are sincere to my personality <laughs> yeah I just feel so silly making them like yeah. so silly making them and then you post them and you're like I shared that with the world and then I like had one real blow up and of course it's I had a typo on it then I noticed like a couple hours after I posted it and I'm like no one it's not a big deal like no one will really notice and it's like my one reel that's like blown up and I'm like of course it's the one the only one yeah. with a typo of but that's the one of that's course. the one that's gonna blow up of that's, course. That's Love the it. way the universe works <laughs> yeah social media is crazy and it's hard and it's a lot of work and I haven't even posted on my Instagram in like a couple weeks because I'm just like, sometimes I just go through slumps where I'm like, I 
yeah. I want to do it right now. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. I feel like to make the pictures and the reels, in addition to like all the other stuff that's going on with like the quotes and everything. Like it's a whole level of marketing, and I do think there's a lot of designers, like pattern designers, who do a really great job with the marketing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's some who make like beautiful quilt patterns and beautiful quilts, but they are not as great with marketing. And I think that honestly, I feel like almost the marketing determines your success. Yeah. And like that kind of stuff more than like your content and the patterns and everything else. And so I've been trying to get better about marketing, but I feel like it's just, it's so hard to like yeah. hold yourself like accountable to doing like posts and everything. And I feel like when it feels unnatural like that, it's like exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm trying to work on it. And you have to like keep your feet balanced. And it's like this whole thing that I feel like a lot of people don't really understand like the level that is going on here. Cause you're like, yeah. okay, well, I have to finish up my post about this. And I need to start introducing that, but I can't introduce this until that's done. And then I already have three pictures of that posted on the feed and it clashes yeah. with this. And it's just like, I don't even want to deal with yeah. this today. So I'm going to make a goofy reel and then I'll post it and feel like I look like a complete idiot. <laughs> At least you're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> Getting out there. It's hard to, it, yeah, it's hard. Cause then it's like, when you're in the middle of a project, it's like, oh, do I just stop and then take all yeah. this time to make this like content for mm-hmm. social media when you're like on a roll? Like, I feel like I don't post stuff for like days at a time because then I'm like, I'm in this role of like, you know, getting everything done. But then it's like, then I feel like, oh, if I'm stopping, you know, to make social media content, then it's like, am I really using my time wisely? And it's like, I know it's out there and I need to get it out there, but also I feel like I'm wasting time because like, there's so much out there also telling you to stop wasting time on social media and get your work done and all this like weird pressure. But at the same time, it's like, if you don't put yourself out there on social media, like, yeah. Yeah. It is a marketing thing. I've had that lately. I feel like I've had some stuff where I've been doing a good job of like taking pictures and stuff. And then I'll go through spurts where I don't like the four pattern pack of the little woman with like Joe, Amy, Megan, Beth. I'm on my, that's the third one of the four on the wall. And I have taken, I don't want to say no pictures, but like, yeah, it's, I, I got on a roll and I was just sewing it. I was like, Oh, I'm doing so much. And I have the patterns like a movie written and I'm making all the quilts and I'm feeling so great about it. And I love the ones that I've made so far. And then I realized like, honestly, like, I don't know, 30 minutes before this, podcast call that I had didn't take a picture of this picture pull but didn't take a picture of this fabric pull I didn't take side pictures of them I already have one like in the middle of hand quilting and one like ready to send off to long armor and I haven't been taking pictures I don't take fabric pull pictures I didn't take process pictures and I don't know it's I had it on the wall and I was staring at it and I was like oh you maybe skipped some steps there hon okay it means you're just working on your actual project rather than thinking about Instagram <laughs> right it's I feel like also present. I feel like fabric pulls like everybody wants to see your fabric pull but they don't do well so it's like a yeah. weird yeah I also like my fabric pull is that I bought a fat quarter bundle from somewhere that was like pre-curated so I didn't I, I do any work here <laughs> I tend to go crazy and just like I have my stash and I'm like I don't yeah. want to go somewhere. I'm not going to order fabric. We are going to make this work. Yeah. I'm always just like, so like envious of people who can just pull fabric and like make it all work together. Cause I feel like when I've tried to do that in the past, it has not, it has not come together well for me. <laughs> it's, it's a skill. I think a yeah. lot of times I think I also do a really bad job because I feel like I've had some quotes from people like, Oh, what fabric did you use? And they want to like replicate the quilt pattern with that fabric. 
And a lot of times I'm really bad about being like, I don't know this fat quarter that I got yeah. when this cold shop closed like three years ago. Yeah. And then I don't know what it's called. And it's just like this whole thing that's not great. Like I put this one on the wall and I was like, man, you really maybe should have taken like a photo of the fabric and maybe written down if you had any salvages. Cause like half of the, oh, it's on the wall is like Sharon Holland and half is like random, random stuff that was in my cabinet. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like, especially if you are a person who, who stashes, like my mother, I know I talk about her a lot, but also I own my business with her. So I mean, whatever, but, um, she, like, my husband was like trying to do like a little inventory and like, whatever, try to do tax stuff. Cause whatever business. And he was like, okay, so like all this fabric, my mom's like, oh no, that's just mine. Like that's stuff I've owned for years. And he was like, what? Cause we have one bin, like one, you know, big organizer tote bin that is like belongs to the business. And we have like probably nine more of those full plus like, um, the shoe box size of bookshelf full of those all full of fabric. That's all just like mine and hers that we've had just like outside of the business. And he was like, it is. <laughs> it makes me feel better about my fabric stash, which is notoriously yeah. huge, but I have yeah. been trying to be better this year about not buying fabric unless it's like really purposeful for projects mm-hmm. or filling out like a gap in my stash. Like I do, I don't want to have like a massive stash necessarily. Cause I feel like also my taste tends to change. I'm all over the board. So I just like, it's really committing to a lot, yeah. but like, I tend to like fill in gaps, especially mm-hmm. like to get to free shipping. I'll be like, well, I don't have any purples. So let's find a couple purples. Mm-hmm. And so that I have them in the stash bin. Cause I do, I do also go through spurts though, where I'm like, like this quilt, I pulled out this fabric pull like two days ago. Cause I was like, okay, it's time to make the best quilt. Open the cabinet door. I'm like, we're going to make this work. And if it doesn't work, we'll have to order fabric, but I don't want to have to order fabric. Yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And so I like to have enough to be able to do that. But I also, I really, my tastes really do change. I feel like right now I'm in a big, kind of like in an earth tones phase mm-hmm. and it kind of rotates, but I have so much fabric that I was like obsessed with when I bought it two years ago. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't really care about it anymore. Like I have so much stuff like that. So I'm trying to either just like sell it in my Etsy shop or like make a quilt out of it to give away or sell. Like sometimes it's nice to have that on hand, but I'm also trying to be a lot more intentional this year about like what fabric I'm actually buying because I don't need any of it. And I need yeah. to figure out what I'm doing with the stuff I have. Yeah, <laughs> it's also like- I make a project out of it, it'll be like two years down the line and it'll be like, I don't even care about this anymore. <laughs> I've told myself I'm not allowed to buy any more fat quarter bundles until I use like two of the ones that I have. I'm really bad about buying all the Ruby star bundles. Me too. <laughs> That's yeah. our favorite. It's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a real problem. Every single one. But, and like, I don't need this one. I don't need this one. I'm not going to get it. And then I'll keep seeing pictures of it. And I'm like, I do need it actually. So <laughs> I think I have like four Ruby star fat quarter bundles in my cabinet right now. And like one Bonnie Christine. Yeah. And I'm like, no more until you use them no more. And mm-hmm. so I, I, had, could uh, say I only had four. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm trying to, well, it's also because I write my own patterns that sometimes it's like, well, I love this back quarter bundle, but it's not the number that I need for this pattern. So I'll have to either take them out or add them or like sometimes there's too many repetitive. So they can't be like next to each other. Cause mm-hmm. I was considering using like the Ruby star one for my Beth quilt, but I was like, I haven't made a version of it yet. And I don't know if there's going to be too much like fabric touching of like colors or prints. Yeah. So I'm going to make this one first. 
but then I feel like I do that all the time. And then all of a sudden I have these fat quarters that aren't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, I have like, cause I was part of a booster. Like I was like in the, um, fat quarter shop, like they had a fat quarter booster, like quarterly thing. I can't, I don't know why I can't say things right now. It's a quarterly booster club. So every quarter of the year, they would send you like 12 fat quarters with a pattern and a thread. And I have all these like sets of cure and it was like cotton and steel. So it's like good fabric, but they're just like hanging out because I'm like, I'm not ever going to make these quilts. I've made one and I gave it away to my friend. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. Cause it was terrible. And so now I just have like all these fat quarters. I have like all this tulip pink, haven't touched it. Cause I'm terrified to mess it up and like not be able to get it again because the people yeah. the fabric are trying to get away with highway robbery. It's fine. Like I just, but then it's like, you don't love it again. Then any more than it's hard to feel like you want to cut into it and make something with it. Cause you're just kind of like, eh. <laughs> I'm trying to be better this year too, about not like saving fabric mm. like that with the two of the pink. Um, I've been trying to be like really purposeful. Like if you love the fabric, cut into it. Cause I also have found that like, sometimes when you love fabric, like three years later, you don't love it anymore. So you didn't cut into it. Cause you were like, Oh, I love it so much. What if I yeah. risk of ruining it? And then in three years, you don't love it as much and you don't want to use it. And then also, I feel like if you pick the right pattern with the right fabric, like you yeah. love the quilt when it's done. And I honestly, I'm trying to just, just buy fabric that I love so yeah. that I love the quilt, especially now that I have so many quilts. I feel like I have to like really love the pattern and the idea yeah. and the fabric. There yeah. needs to be like an obsessive love for all of it. Yeah. Not just making to make like, yeah. Yeah. So cut, cut into your tulip. <laughs> I know I need to, it's just pick a, pick again, a pattern, grab the rotary cutter and just, yeah. Like so busy. Don't really have time to do my own. Like this test pattern I'm doing is like, I keep trying to like work it in between, like working on, you know, cut commissions and then I'll work on that for a little bit, work on commission, work on that for a little bit. And I'm like, Oh, I feel guilty working on something for myself right now, but like, it's also not really for me. I don't know. Anyway, it's, yeah. I, sometimes I just want to like take a week off and just quilt for myself. You should. You should. <laughs> it sounds like it would be healing. Cathartic. Yeah. 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 I, Yeah. I probably will. It's just like one of those things. Yeah. Like get the guts cut into the fabric and I keep, I always tell it to people all the time, but then do I do it? No. <laughs> like use I the fabric. Not if we do. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really, mistakes. <laughs> I'm really trying this year to like cut into the fabric. Yeah. Just take the I'm plunge. Gonna, yep. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to do that too. Cause I have so many that just been stocking up on. I know we need to just cut into our Tula and just make our Tula quilts. Well, I have, so I was going to say, but I, then I didn't know if I wanted to say it, but I'm going to say it. I got mm -hmm. a big Tula pink fat quarter bundle of her all-stars fabric, like a couple of years ago. And I did cut it. I like fussy cut out all those little animals, mm -hmm. but I totally like, I'm just like not even really into that fabric anymore. I don't love it. <laughs> so I also like, think there's like phases like sometimes I'll be like I don't love it anymore and then like a year later I love it again like yeah. um, 
Yeah. And I think that I could find a way to like really love it. Like if I paired it with like a nice background, it's just like, it's crazy. It's like the most neon thing in the world. And then like the coordinating fabrics I got are all like stripes and dots and neon. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe if I paired it with like something like, calmer, yeah, like white yeah. or black or something to just like bring it back down to earth. And I would really love the quilt that ended up with it, but yeah. Yeah. We definitely go in phases and I have, I definitely go in phases where I just like, Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with something and then kind of just lose interest in it before I finish the project. And then I end up with squares just sitting on my, on my desk forever. And yeah. Yeah. I think we all go through that a little bit, you know? Yeah. I think at first it's like, oh my gosh, I need to get all this fabric. I need to do all these things. And like, now that we're settling into it, like, Cause we started quilting at the same time, like what, six years ago now? Yeah. This year. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, it was all track of space and time. So I'm like, gonna like, <laughs> I don't know what date is. It's fine. But so I think it's in February, it'll be like six years since we started quilting. And I think now that we're like kind of settling into our style and like what we like, it's a little easier to not just like buy up a bunch of fabric that, I don't know. I feel more like I have more discernment now. Yeah. Like, Maybe a little bit more picky. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could talk for another hour, but that would be crazy. So I know <laughs> speaking of Instagram, tell us where people can find you on Instagram. And if you have anything coming up that they should keep an eye out for. So I'm spring days of stitchery and that is the Instagram handle. And I have I feel like a lot of stuff actually coming out. I don't know when this podcast will be released into the world, but I am releasing a temperature quilt pattern and tutorial. And so my background is in climate data. Mm-hmm. And so I took that background in climate data to basically help everybody look up past, past temperatures. So you can go to like basically any location and any time, obviously not the middle of nowhere in like 1800, but like reasonable reasonable dates and places and look up historical data it has an excel document for you to put everything in it has like pages for you to put like your temperature range and your fabric swatch and plan all that out and then it has like suggested block ideas and it has two actual like basically cool patterns in there there's like a beginner a half square triangle and like an intermediate mini sawtooth so you can make the temperature cool with it so it really kind of it's really flexible but it gives you like everything you need to really be able to make a temperature cool and however you want to make it. And then I have a ton of stuff going on. I'll limit it. <laughs> and then I have the little woman pack that I'm working on right now, which is going to be all machine pieced. And they're all half hexagons. And there's the Joe, Amy, Megan, Beth. And it's essentially all the same kind of design, but the fabric is in different places. So it sounds like they should all look really similar, but they all look so different. And they're really easy beginner level quilts and a really good intro to like angles and hexagons and so I've been like you heard me I was like I'm going so fast I'm not taking pictures I've been really in the zone with this one and then I also I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there this is too much I have so many of the things you also have a newsletter you should sign up for the newsletter oh yeah I just did that (laughs) (laughs) if you sign up for my newsletter you get a free scrap pattern which I also I do like the scrap pattern a lot because I have a friend who's like terrified of making scrap quilts. I feel like it's a, apparently I have never experienced this fear. I'm like crazy. I'm just like, let's do it. But a fear of scrap quilts. And I think it's a really basically like an easy 
dip into scraps because of the way that the blocks are. It's really easy to like dip your foot into scraps and like a non-stressful kind of layout because you can kind of like do each heart individually and then just fill in the background however you want. You can even do a solid. So I think it's a really good if you're terrified of scraps and pro scrap pattern. Plus I think we all have more scraps than we want to admit we have. I actually designed the pattern (laughs) to get rid of some of my scraps and somehow between the start of designing the pattern and releasing it, I have more scraps than I started. (laughs) I'm very excited to make that one. That one's, I think, going to be next to my list once I get my, the rest of my life together. (laughs) (laughs) You have a timeline? I need to learn your ways if you think you're going to get it together. (laughs) I'm not. Um, History has shown I'm not. (laughs) Um. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a great conversation and I'm so glad that we got to chat in person. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. I know you've patterned us for me like twice and like I've talked to you through Instagram for like over a year. So it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Like you like have these Instagram friends and you like meet them in some version of real life and it's like, <laughs> it's a real human <laughs> that exists, that encapsulates these quilts. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. it. All right. Awesome. Well, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. All right. Okay. So, um, do I hit the leave button? Huh? Again. <laughs> do I hit the leave button? One? No, you don't have to. Uh, well, I mean, you can, but we'll just, um, we'll probably get you out next week. Like next Monday, you'll be our episode. So, um, we will send you, like, I'll send you a follow up email just, mm-hmm. you know, just, to do the thing, but then we will send you, um, I'll send you like the links and stuff. Um, the probably the night before, um, cause we probably won't put it into YouTube until that night before. And, um, and then I can send you the links to our Spotify and Apple podcast. Like I apologize about having to like take my phone across the house. No, you're totally fine. Honestly, like we were just looking at the analytics because I was like, YouTube's not doing great, but like, we're just fine on all the, on the listening platforms. So like, yeah, I, I listen to you guys through Spotify. Yeah. That's how I listen to it too. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I hit all of it just because I'm obsessive about making sure all of them get hit. So I like to listen to podcasts, like when I'm driving. So I tend to like, yeah, yeah. Also, no worries because half the time my dogs are like jumping up onto the counter, like mid frame or like barking or whatever. So, no yeah. worries about moving while on the podcast. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just I'll send you that email and then um, and then yeah, I'll send you the links ahead of time, so you have them and you can share them however you want. Yeah. Because we'll obviously. So. Yeah. Cool. I have to get back to work. I have so many people pinging me right now. I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) take it to Well, thank you for having me. I feel like I talked way too much. Hopefully not too fast. It was so I'm very bad at about talking too fast and too much. We were like excited to have you on because I was like, she's going to be like so great and like just have such a great conversation. And I'm so Mm -hmm. excited. So it was perfect. It was great. I feel like I was all over the place. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm constantly all over the place though. Especially when you get into quilting. So I'm like this project, this project, that pattern, this pattern. And then it's just like, 
there's like no linear conversations when it comes to crafting whatsoever. Yeah. So like, I feel like it was perfect. <laughs> I feel like I needed visual aids because we were talking about that pleading quote. I feel like you needed to be like, here's the <laughs> I know. Sometimes yeah. we take the pictures in over the video. So <laughs> yeah. So we might go dig some up and just like pop them into the video just, and then we'll, you know, we even kind of tell people like, if you want to see stuff, like go to the YouTube. Cause some people have said things like you should put pictures of things in your videos. And so we do sometimes <laughs> if we remember, but if you need to grab anything off my feed, feel free. I just, okay. I don't feel like I was like, I, was like, I need, need visual aids. I need to be like, <laughs> this one and this one, that's the coolest I'm talking about. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. And I'm sure that we will just chat soon in some yeah. fashion. <laughs> Bye. Okay. You don't have any more questions. I thought you were talking to me. Oh, sorry. No, Miranda. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to ask us? Do you want to? Oh, wait, do I, do I, do I, do I have a question? <laughs>